Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. I think you told me about this a couple weeks um, ago, and I searched and searched. I'm like, Lord, um, what's this, what to speak today? Um, and I kept coming back to this scripture, and I kept coming back um, over and over. And I'm like, it's kind of cliche, Lord, but... Um, I think this is what the Lord, so, I, so I'm like, let me, let me dig into it a little more, um, and I was blessed by it, so I hope, I pray that this blesses you also. So I came up with this title this morning, um, Tides and Offering, you guys want to give it again? <laughs> give a preacher's offering this time <laughs> for the speaker. Um, so I titled this message, Woke Men, I don't know, I came up with this, 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 this title this morning, I feel, I'm like, hey, this, this kind of makes sense for what we're talking about today. Um, so being woke is a cliche um, word that's being going around now, especially talking about um, just being woke, just being, um, I guess the terminology can be used in many different ways. And a lot of times um, it's used in a, in a demonic um, sense where, you, um, where it's antichrist, where that term is being antichrist. But I believe to be truly awake and to be truly woke, quote-unquote, is to be alive in Christ. Amen? Um, so let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. I won't be before you long. I know. What do, we, what do people do on Father's Day? Cookout? That's it, right? On Mother's Day, we go to brunch. We do it up. On Father's Day, you gotta, still got to cook your own meal, right? On, on the grill. <laughs> You still got to do your own stuff, all right? Okay, and you got to clean up afterwards, right? But um, that's joy, Father. <laughs> all right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 16, um, verse uh, 13. Um, and we'll read 14 for, for kicks. Um, it says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Amen? So, I don't know if recently the NBA Finals just finished, and I'm, I'm a big NBA uh, fan. So there was a video that went around on YouTube. It's LeBron James. Um, does anybody, everybody know who LeBron James is, right? Um, so he's the worst basketball player ever, by the way. <laughs> and then, um, so there's a video with him on YouTube. He's in a barbershop, and he's talking to a group of friends. Um, some notable names and basketball players and rappers and businessmen and all, all a bunch of people in the barbershop. And one of the things, one of the key talking points that they talked about was that there's a lot of people in the NBA and professional basketball players that don't know how to play basketball. And it's like, what? It's like they don't know how to play basketball. They don't actually don't have direction out there and, and alluding to coaching from, you know, grade school level to the pro level where coaching, don't, they don't really care you know, to teach the game and to learn the game. So I thought this was interesting. And I thought this was very parallel to men in our society, where um, we have the tools, we have the capabilities, we have the abilities, but a lot of us don't have the direction um, on how to be men and how to walk through biblical manhood and how to walk through life as a man. Um, so I think like manhood in our, in our culture con is constantly being redefined and restructured and sh reshaped and changed. But so through the years, we kind of get lost. So, you know, so 
early on, man had to be macho. Now, then it turns to man had to be sensitive. And then it goes back and forth. And it's like, all right, what exactly should I be as a man? Um, we won't get through exact, we won't get through the whole gambit of what manhood means. But I think this, this verse, 1 Corinthians 16, verse um, 13, kind of gives us some key talking points that gives us some direction, some coaching on manhood. Amen? Um, so the, the, key, the key word in here in this verse is talks, it says, act like men. And I, I thought that was kind of rude <laughs> for somebody. somebody imagine somebody talk, sent you a text message like, hey, man up, or act like a man, or, you know, that would become like, ah, why are you telling me to act like a man? Like, but I thought that would be kind of rude, but um, I think it, it, it's very impactful for us as manhood. So there's four um, key, key words in here. So the first one is be watchful. Um, the second one is stand firm in the faith, um, act like men, and be strong. So there's four, those, those four key talking points. So the first one is be watchful. Um, so I remember about a little over a year ago um, when we were in the process of purchasing a house. I'm not sure if it was in, in the contract or anything, but... Um, I grew up in Woodbridge, and in Woodbridge, uh, we're surrounded by four or five highways, so we never see deer. We never see any, we might see some raccoons, but we don't see deer. But, so I moved to Plainfield now, and the first thing I noticed in that area is a ton of deer. I'm like, <laughs> like so now we have, uh, in the winter, we'll see five, six big deer just hanging out in the backyard, just ha- having fun, eating my grass, eating the plants. I'm like, all right, man. And now in the springtime come, there's the four babies running around. I'm like, where'd you come from? Like, please go back. Uh, so if anybody hunts, please come to my house um, and have a feast. Um, <laughs> but so that's one of the first things we noticed. So, oh, so one day after church, we were driving and um, we're, show, we're going to show my parents the, the place. And so we're, we're talking about, the, actually we were talking about the deer. And we're like, man, there's so many deer around here. That's the one thing we don't like. And then as soon as we were talking about that, like three deer ran across, not in front of our car, but in the car in front of us. I'm like, oh, see, look, there is deer. And I'm like, and then all of a sudden we stopped. We're like, wait, wait, to so trying to scream to the person in front of us. They can't hear us anyway. But everybody in the car is like, watch out, watch out, watch out. And another deer comes and she ends up hitting the last deer. And I assumed he became lunch meat um, at, 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 at that point. But um, so the key there was that we were watching. You know, we were aware of that, the potential danger of this, of this, of deer in the area. We knew that every time we come there, we at least see a couple of deer. Um, so I think, so the key, so what Paul here is saying in this, in, in to be watchful, it simply means to make sure you are alert, that you are, that you are sure you see what's coming so you can defend yourself in danger. Um, you know, if anybody's ever been, um, in, 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 a, in, a, in a fight or if anything, um, in high school, you know, whatever. You, um, I remember times on, on that you, you, in high school you'll see a fight and it's like, watch out, make sure nobody jumps in, make sure nobody does this, right? And you're always looking around. Like, right? So I think that's the key here, that we know what's coming, that, um, that, that we can be able to detect what's wrong and the potential dangers. So men, as men, as fathers, we need to know the potential dangers in our lives, in our families' lives, in our churches' lives, as we are leaders in our churches, leaders in our communities, um, that we can, uh, we can assess those dangers and, proper, and properly 
um, equipped ourselves to defend those. Um, so if you have a leak in your house, right, is a leak in the roof, a watchful man will assess that leak and fix it right away because he knows the longer that leak stays there, the bigger it gets, the more mess it gets. Now you got to change the whole roof, you got to change, you know, then it leaks and, then, and it, it creates more mess. So a watchful man is able to assess that, see it from the beginning, and nip it in the bud. Amen? So a, a watchful man does not allow things to slip and cause bigger problems, um, especially in our lives, you know? A watchful man is able to see a temptations for sin, is able to see the enemy attacking you in certain positions, in certain areas of your life, and you're able to um, seek God, seek wisdom, seek counsel to uh, protect yourself from falling into sin, falling into lust. You know, sometimes you, I don't know if anybody's on Instagram, you, you, one day you're looking at some, uh, uh, a page and then the next you see yourself, the next day looking at the page again and yeah, I don't know, Alan gets DMs. <laughs> Somebody hitting Alan in the DM and you gotta know that this is danger, <laughs> you know? And you, get, you can't, um, and, and a watchful man is able to see those things and is able to see it for what it is. Amen. And also money. Um, that's one thing that, that, that's, that is for a man, as a struggle with men, so that you're aware that you, you gotta be aware that you're falling into the trap of chasing money and loving money. You know, you wake up every morning like, how can I get more money? Instead of seeking God, instead of seeking the provider, you're saying, oh, how can I get more money? How can I do this? How can I do that? Instead of actually seeking the hand of God and the face of God. Amen? Um, greed. Another thing that we need to be aware of, that, that potential problem that can be arriving, arising in our spirit. Um, so a watchful man notices the leaks in his, in his life, his family's life, um, so in conjunction with addressing them, you know, so um, if, you have, if you have a problem, if you're developing a problem with, with lust or with greed or things, you have to address those, you know, like, all right, I'm going to delete this, this Facebook app. I'm going to delete this. Um, um, I'm going to delete this app. I'm going to stop going to this website. I'm going to do this. And then also in conjunction with seeking God, Amen. you know, a watchful man seeks God. Um, a watchful man is able to... Um, Run to the throne of God. Uh, so the enemy is the enemy is constantly disrupting and displacing the roles of men in our homes, in our society. That's one place. That's one. That's the main area where the enemy is going to attack. You know, the enemy is going to attack the man first, because you know what? Once, once the man is, um, if he gets rid of the head, the rest of the body will fall. You know. So we have to be aware. We have to be awoke. We have to be have our eyes open to see those things. Being watchful suggests being prepared, having a plan, informed. Right, amen. So a watchful man is prepared. He has a plan. Um, in Proverbs 15, 22, it says, without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors they seek. So also another, a watchful man is, has wise counsel. You know, a watchful man will listen to their wives, amen, um, or girlfriends or fiancés. Um, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't like to, I know a lot of times Chris will tell me something and I just don't want to hear it from her, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to hear it from you. I want to hear it from, from, you know, from myself. I want to think about it myself or hear it from my God or something. I don't want to hear it from you right now. <laughs> it sounds right, but I don't want to hear it from you. Um, I, I think she was doing something the other day and I'm like, ah, don't, don't, don't tell me that, you know, but, um, you know, but, but 
we you know with advisors um, we succeed, and our wife and I are, are a great advisor and great counsel. Um, so I was talking to a friend not too long ago, and one of the, one of the things we were talking about uh, ended up being that a lot of times as men we find ourselves in isolation, right? We find ourselves just you know going through the motions of life and work and fatherhood and and taking care of business and yard work and all this stuff, and then we end up finding ourselves alone. We don't, you know, with, without other men, without strength, and we just end up finding ourselves lo- along the line like, wait, I haven't talked to somebody in forever. You know, I haven't expressed myself. I haven't poured myself. I haven't been poured out. I haven't been poured into for months and years, and, you know. Um, so I think that's a watchful man can see that. You know, and we find wisdom in other men and other in um, in, in in congregation, the community, in our church. Um, so that's what. We, and, and when we find ourselves in isolation, that's always the area where we're going to find ourselves falling into sin, and we're going to find ourselves falling into lack of faith, and we start losing faith in God and start questioning, um, start questioning God, questioning everything, and then we're like. And then you find yourself in, in lately, and after a while, you find yourself in this place, and like, how did I get here? You know, you got here by isolating yourself and being alone and trying to formulate all these thoughts and ideas by yourself. So we need to find counsel in other men, in, other, in our wives. Uh, we need to find counsel in our church, in our pastors, in our um, um, strong men that can also build this up. Um, we can, save a, we can save a lot of time, a lot of stress by listening to wise counsel and wisdom. Uh, it also Wisdom also suggests that we need to have a vision. Uh, we need to be intentional in living, know, know where we're going and what it takes to get there. So um, we need to understand where we're going in life and what it takes to get there. You know, um, we need to, are you watching yourself? Are you growing? In Christ, are you growing in 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 um, the Word? Are you growing in faith? Are you growing? If you're not growing, you need to assess that and say, "Yo, God, I'm not growing. I'm at the same place I've been for the last two years, three years, five years, ten years." You know. Um, so I think one, what I'm reading, I'm going through a, a book right now, and and one of the things they're talking about um, was that men, uh, women, a lot of times like. I know it's a big generalization, so it might not apply to every woman or every man, but women tend to um, work on themselves. You know, they would talk to people, they would work on themselves, you know, whether it's getting their nails done and getting their hair done and, you know, trying to fix themselves up. But men, we like to work on things. You know, we like to fix the house. Oh, this needs to be fixed. Oh, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. And we don't take time to work on ourselves. You know, um, a lot of times we don't read. Um, we don't read books. We don't, um, you know, go to go to men's groups and do these things to really um, focus on maturing ourselves and our and our spiritual maturity. So that's the one way we can watch ourselves is to make sure we're growing, seek personal development in in every area of our lives, in finance, and business, and and parenting and fatherhood. Amen. Amen. Um, watch your actions. Um, so let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Um, 
Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 15 and 16. It says, For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I, have be, for I became your father in Christ, Jesus, through the gospel. I urge you, then be imitators of me. So you see here, this is one example of fatherhood, is to that your kids and the people that follow you should be imitators of you. So another thing a watchful man is watch his actions, you know, around your kids. Watch what you talk about. Watch what you, um, watch the way you walk, you know. Even the way you walk, your kids are going to imitate that, you know, and imitate, and they're going to see, okay, this is the way a man walks. This is the way um, a man carries himself. This is the way he treats his wife. This is the way um, a man talks, you know, and don't smile. Well, um, this is the way. So we have to watch our actions as as our kids are looking up to us. Um, the best thing I, I read an article um, it says the the, the 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 best words a father can say to their kids is "Watch me." You know, um, a lot of times we try to tell them what to do and say, "Hey, do this, do this, do that." But the best thing we can do for our kids and for people following us is to say, "Watch me." And let them follow us and be good examples to them. Um, another thing we need to do is watch your kids. <laughs> uh, Proverbs 27, it says, Know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. We need to pay attention to our kids. Uh, so um, I read something else um, over this last couple of weeks. It, it talks about like the difference between successful or middle class um, parents versus unsuccessful or, or uh, poor um, parents or poorer families. Um, and it, one of the things they were talking about is that um, more successful parents or successful kids, they, um, they would see talents and gifts in their kids and direct their kids, where uh, more unsuccessful, ki- unsuccessful parents would just let their kids just go. You know, so for example, if uh, if you see your your son or your daughter has a singing talent, a successful father, a successful parent will see that singing singing talent and say, "Hey, I need to develop that skill. I need to put that in some put in some class." Where unsuccessful parents will say, "Oh, she just likes to sing." <laughs> you know, that's what she does. That's one of the, the ten things she does. So we need to watch our kids. We need to see what are the what are they gifted at? What are the things they like to do? Even from a young age. Um, so one of the things we like for with, with our older son, Ian, one of the things we noticed from a long time is like he likes to flip and he likes to like, he, he has a crazy upper, he's small, but he has a crazy upper body strength for a little kid. And he's, and like, so that's one of the things, so we took him to a couple of gymnastics class and we, we intend on, on pursuing that. But that's one way that we can see that, all right, he has, might has, but he might not ever be anything with that. But we want to say, okay, is he, is he going to be good at this and try to develop that? So, a good, a good father, a watchful father is able to see these things in their kids, you know. Um, unsuccess, unsuccessful parents don't develop their kids' their, their kids talents. Um, so we want to be successful. We want to raise successful kids. Um, and then also in Genesis, let's go to Genesis. Another great example of a watchful father, a woke father. In Genesis chapter 49, um, we won't read the whole thing, but... Um, so this is, this, is a, this is Jacob here, 
uh, and, he's, and he's blessing his sons, and he's prophesying to his sons. So this is, let's just read verse 1. It says, Then Jacob called his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you what's happening to you in the days to come. Uh, this is a perfect example of a watchful father. He's able to prophesy into his kid's life and say, you know what? You're going to be this. You're going to be that. I can see the gift that God has in you. I have vision for your life. I have direction for your life. Amen? So it's, your, it's our responsibility that our kids fulfill their God-given destiny. We are, we are, it's our responsibility to give them the tools that they need to uh, succeed in life and to succeed in every areas of their lives. It's our responsibility to give them that confidence, to give them that confidence that they can walk into, to even give them confidence that they can speak to an adult and have respect, you know? We have to, have, we have to let our kids know that they deserve respect from adults, even as a two-year-old, even as a one-year-old. They need respect. They're not, they're not, you know, they're not toys and they're not animals, but they're human beings and they deserve respect. So we have to instill that into them, even as a young age. Um, and we have to, so a, a great, a, a watchful father is prophesying to the kids, is seeking the face of God, saying, hey, God, where is this particular kid going? Where's my son going? Where's my daughter? Where, does, where, do, where do they need to be? Amen? Um, so I, we don't just let our kids just live life, but we are their instructors, we are their coaches, we are their, say, you know what? Um, so one thing about um, like coaching sports, and uh, look at the NBA, and a great coach will see, okay, this player is a great shooter. He needs to be here. Uh, he, and this person, he can't really dribble the ball, but he can defend, so he needs to be here, you know? So we're able to see those, see those different skills in our, in our kids and able to put them in different, where they need to be and where God has called them to be. Um, another thing is to watch their company, watch their friends, watch who they're hanging out with, watch who is influencing their lives, watch their ear. I mean, I can, we can go down the line of everything we need to, as a man, that we need to be awoke and not sleeping. Like, you know, we need to put down our cell phones and put down the TV and say, you know what, I need to make sure my kids are watching the right things. Like, um, one thing, so Ian, We'll take the phone sometimes, and he'll go on YouTube, and then, and then sometimes he'll end up at these random, random YouTube thing where like somebody is like creating their own Paw Patrol videos, and we're like, no, no, you can't watch that, you know. Um, and just be, be mindful. We don't know what it is, or who who is doing it, but we just know, no, we don't want you influencing my kid. Um, so watch that, you know. Another thing is to uh, as a as a watchful man is to be. It's to watch your finances. Um, I, heard a, I heard a preacher say that uh, a man gets somewhere intentionally, not unintentionally. So a man knows where he's going, you know? So if you are, um, so to build wealth or to build, um, or to get out of debt, uh, or to, you know, um, yeah, to get out of debt, to build wealth, you have to be intentional. You can't, you're not just gonna stumble up and win the lottery one day. Um, the chances of that is one in what? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's more of a better chance of you getting strike, struck by lightning than winning the lottery or coming up on some um, amazing uh, gift of, of money. So we have to be intentional, you know? Um, There's something we struggle with as a family, or I struggle with, is budgeting and sticking to the budget and sticking to a plan and sticking to um, 
yeah, sticking to a plan and sticking to a budget. Is, is, but it's key for, for manhood, you know, and it's key for us as men to know where we're going, know what we have, count the costs, and say, okay, this is where we're going. We're, we're, awoken, we're awake to that. Amen? So that's the first part. And I, I, I thought that was very enjoyable, but just watching, just being, a, just being a, awake, you know, and just watching and being prepared and, and seeking the face of God to know, God, where do I need to be? Where am I going? How do I get there? Amen? So back to 1 Corinthians. Um, so the second part is stand, you don't have to go back there, I guess. Stand firm in faith. Um, Joshua 1, 7, 8 says, only be strong and be very, uh, sorry, yeah, only be strong and be very, and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from the right hand or the left that you may have good success wherever you go. The book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Um, so to stand firm in faith is say we're not going to be tossed around. We're not going to be we're not going to be moved by different doctrines. You know, we're not going to be moved. We're not going to be shaped by um, different ideologies and different theologies and different um, uh, theories in life. But we're going to stand firm in the word of God. Um, so one thing as men our kids and our wives and our families and our churches need to see us doing is witnessing and defending the faith and um, standing firm that, you know, if you go through, if you go through Manhattan, you're going to see people on the corner. You'll see the Israelites and you'll see on one corner and you'll see, if you go to Newark, you see the nation of Islam and you'll, you'll see all these things. And what our kids need to see us standing firm in, in, in our doctrine. You know, so if somebody approaches us, um, offering, and if you go to Barnes and Noble, you'll hear the, the um, what's that, that, that Korean church um, with the, the, the mother God uh, people. I don't know if anybody encountered them. They all, they all, they always approach me. Um, there's like, oh, you know, God is, a, you know, God is a mother, right? You know, God is a woman, right? There's, and there's like, God is a. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> One time I got a, in a in a heated debate. Not debate, but uh, he had a debate with them in Barnes and Noble, and, and I always see them. They were always walking around the, the Christian section. So if you ever get approached like, "Hey, um, you want to come to a Bible study?" Be aware that's those people. Um, I forgot the name of the church. It's uh, whatever it is. Uh, but uh, so our kids need to see us standing firm to those people, you know, and say, "You know what? This is what our Bible says." So a way that we stand firm, as Joshua says, that we need to meditate on on the Scripture. We need to know what we believe. So we need to spend some time. So this, Tim Keller has a great book. It's called Reasons, uh, Reason for God, and he just issued another book. I forgot the name of it. I actually have it, but I forgot the name of it. We need to understand what we believe and be able to explain it to our kids and say, okay, this I believe, you know, Jesus is God because of A, B, and C, D, and, you know, E, and F, and G. I don't want to go through the whole alphabet. <laughs> I almost did. But um, we need to understand what we believe. You know, as men, it should be ashamed, it should be ashamed of us that we can't explain what we believe, why we believe, and able to um, 
talk those things through. Even if we debate with the Israelites and we lose, we get embarrassed, you know? And I'm like, oh, I don't understand that and that and that. But our kids need to see that, and we need to see that. And then we go back, right back in the scripture. We seek the face of God. We study, and we come. We get prepared, and we go back out there. Amen. You know, we dust ourselves off. We um, seek God, and we go back out there, and we um, defend, and we contend for the faith. Um, I remember um, as a kid, um, I was a, so two things I always watched on TV was basketball, and as a kid was wrestling. I was the biggest wrestling fan, and um, I remember, so at, on, I remember, so my father will come in and wrestling's about to start and he's like, all right, we're about to pray. Not right now. <laughs> Monday night raw is on. Can we pray afterward? Can we play? So Monday night raw is to come, like end at like midnight almost and very late. So we're like, no, can we do this after? And this was before DVR. So I couldn't DVR to come back. So if we didn't have a blank VHS, that was it. I missed, I missed it. I had to learn about it at school the next day. So I remember dad coming in like, nope, we're going to pray. We're going to study. We're going to do this. And, but that's a way that we're standing firm in our faith. Like we are, we're raising our kids. We're raising our families to, in the faith. And this is more important than wrestling at this moment. son. You might not, you might hate it right now. You might throw a fit. But in 20, 30 years, as you're still walking in the faith, it's going to pay off. You know? Um, so that's one way we are standing in the first. So um, our kids need to see that one constant in our lives is our faith in Christ, is our faith in Jesus. So we're not one way in church. We're not one way, different way at home. We're not, um, so everybody knows this person that's the most holy person on, on Sunday. And then, then we know, and he's right back there. Raise your hand right there. <laughs> He's right there. And on the weekends, not so much. <laughs> um, I'm just messing. Uh, <laughs> um, and on the weekends, on Fridays and Saturdays, not so much, you know? And on the weekdays, he's the, he's the worst person to hang around. So we need to see that we're constantly walking in faith. And we're constantly walking in our, in our trust for God and for and trust in Jesus. Amen? Amen. Uh, <laughs> I was just messing with you. Oh, man. <laughs> so acts. So next part is act like a man. So in, in the Greek, this simply means be courageous. Everybody say be courageous. be courageous. So I heard one preacher say, he says, courage isn't the absence of fear, but not allowing fear to control you. Right. So we are scared. And even this morning, before I'm preaching, before I'm nervous, my heart is beating. But um, so... It's okay to be scared, and it's okay to be fearful. As we are witnessing, or as we are taking on new challenges, we're starting new businesses, we're expecting, um, uh, we're expecting kids, and we're raising kids, and we don't know exactly know what we're doing. But as a man, we are courageous, and we're going to walk on the faith of God, and we're going to walk in faith to accomplish everything that God has set us to do. Know that through Christ. We have the strength, we have the power, we have the authority to take our place as men. So as the world questions what your man, what is a man, and questions what you believe, and questions every your, every your actions, but no, we are courageous, we're going to walk, and we're going to take our lumps, we're going to take our bruises, and we're going to walk, and we're going to be courageous. Uh, another, another way we're courageous is we ask for forgiveness. Don't look at me. <laughs> uh, 
we're courageous, and we, and we ask for forgiveness. So one time, um, I don't, as many of us know that when kids get tired, they get, they get um, very goofy and silly and um, they act up. So uh, when I was trying to put Ian to sleep, Ian to sleep maybe probably a year ago now, and one time, and, so he, and he, he was playing around, I'm like, Ian, go to sleep, and he bit me. So I, pin <laughs> I pinched him really hard. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I'm like, why did I just do that? So I'm like, Ian, sorry, I overreacted. You're just, you're just silly. You're just having a moment. I should have responded in a different way. He didn't understand what I was going. He's, and he hugged me and kissed me and all that stuff afterwards. But I was able to, even as a young kid, I was seeing that, okay, I messed up, I overreacted, I went way too hard on you at this moment. Um, and I'm probably sure I'll, I'll do that in the rest of his life. Because um, I know my father did. When, a couple of times I'm like, Dad, why are you beating me right now? <laughs> I don't, definitely don't deserve a spanking for this. This was nothing. Um, I could tell you stories. I'm like, this is way overboard. But um, he, he's, he's since apologized and since asked for forgiveness. So, but, so as men, we need to be courageous in asking for forgiveness. Um, when we mess up, when we eat with our kids, with our wives, with our family, we need to be courageous that, hey, I'm going to take responsibility for my actions. I'm responsible for everything that I do. Um, one time, a um, car accident. I'm like, oh, I got out the car. I'm like, you know what? I can come up with a lie. I can come up with anything. But you know what? I made a mistake. Sorry, forgive me. Here's my information if you need it. Um, and we just take responsibility. So if, at work, you mess up. You don't try to hide it and cover it up and say, you know what, this, 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 this. But you know, I made a mistake. I'll fix it. This is, how, this is the fix. This is the, the plan to fix it. Amen? Uh, so we need to be watchful. We need to stand in faith. We need to act like men and be courageous. The world... Christians, the world, we need courageous Christians. Courageous Christians, courageous Christian men in particular to lead the faith, to lead the next generation of believers and Christians and young men that they know that, you know what, our Christian men are not punks. You know, we're not pushovers. We're not, um, we're not, yeah, we're not punks. We're not pushovers. But we are courageous. We are strong and we know who we are in Christ. Um, and the last point of this message, is uh, last point of the scripture, is to be strong. We know that in ourselves, we are nothing. But in Christ, we have strength. And a, a courageous man and a watchful man knows where his strength lies. Um, let's jump over to Psalms. Psalms chapter 18. It's very popular scripture, the whole thing, but particular um, verse 31 and 32. It says, for who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way being blameless. So we know that our strength lies in God. To accomplish everything that we need to do as men and as fathers, that our strength is in him. And we need to run to the resurrected Savior to say, I need help. I need strength. I need grace. 
I'm tired, I'm weak, I don't know what to do, but in Christ we have grace, we have strength. And only through Christ can we find strength, and only through Christ can we be actually woke as men. So I, I employ y'all, and then just for, for, for giggles, let's just read the last um, verse of that scripture, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 14. It says, let all that you do be done in love. So th- everything that we talked about here with, with our kids, with our wives and everything is to be done through the lens of love and that we are um, molding our kids and just disciplining our kids through love. Um, and that love be our, our motivation, motivating force behind everything that we do. Uh, and let's pray. I'm, I'm, out. I'm done. Father, we thank you for this time. We pray that your people were blessed by this, Father. Um, we thank you that your word will, went forth um, into good ground, Father. We thank you for uh, good fruit, and we honor you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey. 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.